This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And, of course, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here along for the ride. And uh, for a lot of fun. True. <laughs> yes. Just along for the ride. Just along. Yes. I am second in command. In fact, my command, here, here endeth my command, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm here to give you phone numbers to reach Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener, who sits aside me in the old studio of AM740 as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Okay, here they are. For Toronto area listeners, here's the number, 416 and then anywhere else in the province, 1-866-740-4740. Our little mantra goes this way, friends. Call early, call often, one question per call. And please let uh, James Patrick Dooley, who answers the phone with that melodious voice of his, uh, let him know if you are indeed a first-time caller, because this is what you'll hear when you are welcome to the airwaves. Okay, all that said and done. Wow, well Hi, done. Charlie. Whew. Yes, good morning, <laughs> Good Franklin. morning. I feel very officious today. Yes, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. You're on the ball, and it's kind of a gray day. I was saying with James, it's kind of a hard morning to wake up, I find. Yeah, it's yeah. One of those days you kind of want to pull the covers up and go back to sleep, I think. It's not too cold out, which is nice, but it's going to get colder tonight. Oh, crumb. Um, but, you know, it is still January and all, all that. Right. Uh, okay, so a couple of things. This Monday, the North York Garden Club is hosting a meeting with Laura Mills. She is speaking on photography in the garden. That is 7.30 p.m. at 3200 Bayview Avenue, which is actually the location of St. Luke's Lutheran Church. All are welcome. Now, I've been talking about the Southern Ontario Orchid Society show that's coming up, and that's the Valentine's weekend, Saturday and Sunday, open to the public between 11 and 5. Mm -hmm. Location is the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which, of course, is 7-7. I think it's 777. Yeah, it is. Lawrence Avenue East. So Lawrence and Leslie Street. Um, Terry Kennedy is the publicity committee chair person. Mm-hmm. She's also the co-owner of a company called Orchids in Our Tropics. Oh. And she was on the show last year it, kind of getting people tuned into orchids. Mm-hmm. And she knows an awful lot about orchids yeah. and she answered some questions. So she's going to join us next Saturday okay. to... Uh, sort of do the same thing, give us a sort of a sneak peek of what's coming up for for the show, the Orchid Show, on the, like I said, it's the 14th and 15th of February, and she'll also be available to answer questions. So if you have any burning Orchid questions, remember, Terry Kennedy will join us next week, and she can certainly answer them. Oh, that'll be kind of neat. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. And we get tons of questions about Orchids on the show, We do, we do. Now, I know you wanted to give a shout-out to somebody, but first, (laughs) I want to give a big shout-out to my class. 
your class? Oh, yes. My Humber College class. For, they should all be listening to this right well, they now. they better be. It's part of their homework. We're going to hold a test. That's right. Greenhouse <laughs> Management and Plant Materials course, which I just started teaching on Wednesday. Very keen bunch of people. Very diverse class. About uh-huh. 32 of them. Oh, so my gosh. Quite a big gang. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun, I think, in that class. It's going to be very challenging and a lot of fun. But I hope that saying hello to all of them, and I hope they're listening. And how many apples did you get the first day? <laughs> None yet. None yet. Oh, okay. I'll let you know, though. She likes uh, wine uh, instead. Uh, okay. Um, I got a shout-out to uh, Elsa Mendez, who is the proprietor of the Music Garden Cafe mm. on uh, Queen's Key. And uh, just opposite the Music Garden, of course. Yes, I know. I was going to say, we got to go to the Music Garden. Great little spot. And, and I said, are you a gardener? She, I love gardening. I said, well, you've got to tune in. <laughs> so there you go. A little yeah. shout-out to Elsa. Excellent. Now, we have uh, callers on the line already. Mm-hmm. Are you pretty well done your little uh, announcement there? Well, the one thing, and I'll do it a little later, is we had a caller last week, Edna, yeah. who was asking us about Portulaca seedlings, okay. et cetera. So uh, we'll, I'll we'll cover report, that off in a bit. Report okay. on that. Very later. good. Uh, meantime, as we uh, take our first break, we've got it. And look at look at Mr. Dooley there doing the oh, exercises. Look. Yes. Have you been taking your Sierra Cell yeah. teams? <laughs> oh, he's, he says he doesn't need I, it. No, he does. He's, he's he's young enough. Young, yeah. <laughs> and that uh, <laughs> I like he way. doesn't need that's yes. a nice giggle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, let me Why talk. Why is just James for a, Patrick hmm? Dooley doing his uh, exercises? Because if he did take Sierra Seal and he did have kind of a cricky back or whatever, or sore joints, or, sore or he joint, was yeah. a, if he was a professional athlete. And he's not. Clearly. Oh, God, he's not. But <laughs> you should see what I'm all. Uh, what kind of hand signal is that? Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, Sierra Sill topical spray. Let me sing its praises. Sierra Sill. Oh, stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, yeah. Seven of the world's finest pain-reducing ingredients. It's a little spray. You spray on your back anywhere it's uh, hurt. Indicated for fast release of uh, muscle soreness and joint pain. Reduces Pain receptors. There's the key. Yeah. And boy, you give this a try, really. Right. And, and you're going to smell just like it fell out of a pine tree. That's been it's your gorgeous. experience anyway. Yes. yes. And meanwhile, Sierra Cell, the company started with little pills, yeah. which are a completely natural mineral supplement found in the Sierra Mountains, packaged into little capsules, yep. and take three a day. And it, it often works for you to make you feel better and looser. I started taking looser. mine at night now. Yeah, as opposed to the morning. Morning, yeah, yeah. I take them in the morning. So, but either way, you know, if you have stiff joints, it can work really, really mm-hmm. well. If not, money back guarantee. Fourteen days is the is the time frame that it should be working for you. So, for more information, give them a call one eight seven seven joint fourteen or check them on the web sierrasil.ca. S i e r r a s i l. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, Charlie Dobbin is uh, all set to have a little chat with a first-time caller. Here we go. From Etobicoke, Joan. Hi, Joan. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Charlie, I have two poinsettias, but mm-hmm. one of my poinsettias is dropping leaves. Mm. And are they both in the same location? Oh, yeah, they are. And they are. were they both brand new this year? Yeah, they were both bought at the same garden center. And are they both similar size? Uh, yeah, they're both like multi-colored, like, um, like two colors, red and, and kind of like a pale yellow or pale, uh, okay, pale so, yeah. color. Yep. 
Um, yeah. So they're and both. I, like I bought the iPhone last week, and since last week, I've stopped watering the one that's dropping leaves, and it seems to be doing a little bit better. Oh. Now I'm only watering it about every six days or so. Right, yeah. You should feel the soil. Poinsettia does not want to sit in water, but it also doesn't want to dry out completely. You know, unlike a, one of the a succulent or a cactus where we allow the soil oh. to become like a desert, you don't want to do that with the poinsettia. You do want to keep it semi-moist at all times. So good idea to cut back. Every six days might be appropriate depending on the temperature it's in. Make sure they're, they're in some sun. And dropping leaves isn't that unusual, particularly, like, it sounds like in each pot you have two plants, uh, both a red and a ivory color. Oh, okay. Is that what you said? Okay. Or is, is one pot a red one and the other pot's an ivory color? The poinsettia. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the show. And would you believe it, we have another first-time caller. Just a minute. Let's go out to Mississauga and have a nice welcome out for Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Hi there. How are you? Good. Good morning. Welcome to the Good show. Good morning. I have an amaryllis here, and naturally it went off in, I guess, late fall. Now I have a shoot, and it's very strong looking. It's about an inch and a half to two inches tall. It's just green. And then off to the side, about a couple of inches away from it, I have another one coming up. What should I do? Can I winter that now or keep it for next year, or should I just chuck it? Well, well okay, hold on. Um, I, I get pleasure watching things grow, that's why, and it's so nice and green. I'd let it grow, yeah, yeah. Why Why would you chuck it if it's sending... Well, well how do I look after it for now? between now and, and the fall? Well, what you're going to do, of course, it's inside your house, so you're going to treat it as a regular house plant. Make sure it's in a sunny location. You're not yes. going to. You're going to be careful about watering it because too much water will rot the bulb. Mm-hmm. So you're going to just water it when it's dry. You're going to feel the soil. The soil needs to feel quite dry before you water, mm-hmm. and allow it to do its thing. It's going to put out some leaves. If you're lucky, it'll put out some flowers. Once we're frost free, you can put it outside for the summer. Mm-hmm. And then bring it inside in August. Put it in a little dark corner somewhere and stop watering it. So I don't. I can keep it right out in the open right now. Yes, absolutely. My problem is I, I face south. I do not get a lot of sun. I get the morning sun. I get a. It's very bright, uh-huh. but I. I keep jockeying around to keep it in the sun. I don't know whether I'm doing right or wrong. Okay, so if you get the morning sun, you're probably facing east or maybe southeast, and it's, it's facing directly south. Uh, okay, so you should have lots of brightness in your house, and that's all this plant needs. Have that's it as cl- needs. have it well, as. Cl- I appreciate that very much because I love watching things grow. I don't like buying them. Yeah. Already in. I like to watch. Them. Do it Thank yourself. Thank you very much, yeah. and have a good day. Thank you for your Thank call. Thank you, Dorothy. Uh, you know, this is um, unusual. We're going to just take a little bit of a break here. Uh, before well, The first three callers have been first time. In fact, I'm going to talk in a moment. You are going to talk to Celia in Toronto, who is another first time mm-hmm. caller. So Frankie's getting the bell ringing mode going here yeah, in just a moment. Yeah, you're getting a workout. Exactly. Uh, just a reminder that we now have a couple of lines freed up. If you want to get a hold of Charlie and say, hey, Charlie, what do you know about? Whatever it is. Okay, 416-360-0740. That's for Toronto listeners. Anywhere else in the province? Anywhere. 1-866-740-4740. Give us a call, and Charlie would love to talk to you. And we will indeed talk to Celia in just a couple of moments after these words. 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And good morning on this rather gloomy-looking Saturday, uh, but we've got a sunshiny pair of uh, folk in the uh, studios here, including yeah. one in the control room, James Patrick Dooley, who answers the phone with that melodious voice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Charlie Dobbin is here, and we're going to talk to Celia in Toronto, and she is a first-time caller. There you are. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome, Celia. Yeah. Um, my question is about uh, Mendanilia. Uh, I bought one two years ago, and uh, it had, has done well in the sense that there were leaves added to it, and uh, but what I've been seeing now is the the edges of the leaves are like are turning brown, mm-hmm. and okay. there's some white powdery stuff on some of the leaves, and it's not blooming for me. Oh. <laughs> I can't get it to bloom for some reason. All right, okay. So I just want to be clear. So the plant you have is called Medanilla or Medanilla. I think yes, that's how it's called. and it has yeah. the long. When it was flowering, the, they were these long, right. droopy pink flowers. Yes, yes, yes. Frank, I got one of those. Frank's really happy you called because <laughs> he's oh, got yeah, one yeah. of those too. I love it. And he does love it. It's, I know, but I can't make it bloom. Uh, well, okay. You know what? They have a very good website, and it's medanilla.com. So M-E-D-I-N-I-L-L-A, medanilla. Oh, it's not, it doesn't have an N. Yeah, okay. No. E-D-E. Okay. And um, I'm just looking it up here so that Frank can look as yeah, well. I so Medanilla plan, uh, where is it? website. See that? Yeah. Medanilla.ca. Okay, so .ca is a good one. There's some very good information on how to care for it. There, it. There's some important things to keep in mind with Medanilla, particularly in the winter. One is... Uh, do not overwater it. You do not keep this plant constantly moist. You only water it when it's quite dry. You water very thoroughly. You also want to have it in as much sun as you can possibly have it in. Misting it or spritzing it daily is a good idea. And... Um, do not fertilize at this time of year. And mm-hmm. the flowers are initiated by uh, temperature. So there, if you, most of us can't have this great control over temperature, but uh, the cooler the temperatures are, the more likely the plant is to create some flower buds. And uh, oh. see, under plant care, yeah. see, I like it dry between waterings. Okay. Okay, how to water from the bottom. Well, they're recommending watering from the bottom, which you can do. I submerse it, the whole thing. To get all the bubbles out of it, you know. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. In the, that's uh, extreme. That's what we do with orchids. You do that with your mint and I did. Too. Oh, that's fine. But I let it dry out completely before Yeah, I so how often are you doing that? Once a month, probably. Okay, okay. No, not once even. a month? I'm not just even. seeing Frank. No, uh, I have a mint and I have metanilla, and I have the same problem you do, that I can't get the darn thing to uh, bloom. So yeah. I'm mm-hmm. listening with great interest here. Uh, I, I, You know what I did wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you, you supply me with some little packets of fertilizer, mm-hmm. and I assume that each time I water this thing. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been uh, doing the wrong thing, too, and I'm, I'm glad you called. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. It, 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 it's very normal for it to produce leaves, yeah. 
And then for a period, you know, sort of the end of every shoot sends out two leaves. But then after that, again, it's very normal to put out the odd flower. Like, you're going to come to my house later today, Frank is, and he's going to see my medanilla, which is like four years old. And it has got a big flower on it right now, but only one. Yeah. Now, do you have the problem, uh, see, of of the the leaves actually having holes in them, uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do too yeah. right now. Yeah, is so, that normal? Or? Um, that, I, I'm not sure why that happens. It definitely does happen to some people. And I think maybe it's because it's too warm. Like I say, it's got to be kept fairly cool uh, in the winter. Hmm. So if you're, yeah. your optimal temperature is, you know, sort of between 65 and 70 degrees. Oh, gosh, yeah. and but so, at the same time, there should be sun, uh, yeah. uh, lots of sun. That's though, right. Well, right? and so, in, so Keep nighttime. near a window, uh, like the sliding door. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean, you don't want it to, to touch the no, glass. No, right up close to And okay. remember, it's always, you water with water that has stood out for a number of days, preferably. Ah. Uh, no, none of this cold tap water. It's got to be room temperature. Ah. See, there again. Yeah. I blew okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, what about this white, uh, like, kind of white powder? It's not aphids, but uh, they seem to be on some of the leaves. Like, it's a powdery type of white the thing. Hmm. I have no idea. Maybe it's some dust or, you know, sometimes you're just giving a plant a good wash, you know, stick it in the, stick it in the bathtub and run the shower on it, not hot water, obviously, <laughs> and, uh, and just giving it a good cleanup and then a really thorough draining into the bathtub before it goes back out into the sun can sometimes uh, clean things up because, you know, it is winter. The yeah. Plants don't yeah. really like the winter. They don't like our hot air coming out of our furnaces. They don't like, uh, you know, the, the dust and the pollution and the you know grime yeah. in the air. So sometimes they just need a cleaning up. These are tropical plants, which are originally from Malaysia and think that 80% humidity is normal. Wow. And we're lucky if we've got 30% humidity in our houses mm-hmm. right now. So It's facing the south. Uh, Great. South no, that's east. good. That's yeah. good light. Yep, yeah, perfect. Okay. But yeah. Great. Well, so keep, thank you keep us so in much. Yeah, keep, keep, keep in touch, Celia, and let us know how it go, how it goes. Okay? Yeah, I, I will. Like you know, I, I'm dying to get it blooming. Me too. <laughs> I, can't seem, I can't seem to do anything with it, so uh, oh, well. I'll, I'll try that and, and let you guys know uh, what happens. That's uh, great. Thanks for your call. and thanks for joining the show. Love to no have you. No problem. Here. Okay, thanks. All righty. Bye bye now. Yep. AM seven forty Zoomer Radio uh, live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. It's the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin and. Would you believe it, Charlie? Another first-time caller. Boy, your arm is going to be tired. I know. This Barb. five, four in a row. In Erin, Ontario. Good morning, Barb. Morning. Good morning. Um, I have a, I bought a cyclamen about eight weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful plant. Mm-hmm. And um, now there is, it's gone completely. Mm-hmm. The, the leaves and the flowers, the leaves have turned yellow, so every time they're yellow, mm-hmm. I remove them. Mm-hmm. And now it has no leaves, no flowers. It's got just uh, stems sticking up. Mm-hmm. Now, what should I do with this thing? <laughs> yeah. soil is it might damp. be ready for the compost. So the trick with cyclamen is it grows from an underground corm. Yeah. So it's almost like a bulb, but it's not really a bulb. Yeah. It, it is a concave-shaped storage to, you know, item. And because of that concavity, it's like a cup. When you water in the top of the pot, the water you're watering with sometimes sits in that little cup-shaped corm and rots it so that it just turns to mush and the whole thing dies. 
which is why we always, always water cyclamen from below, from the saucer below. Pouring water into the saucer, it will be absorbed into the soil, and the plant can access it that way. Half of the bulb is, is or about a third of the bulb is, is sticking out above the soil. Oh, really? And it's not soft. It's, it's firm. Oh, okay. So that's good. So the main thing is keep it in a, a fairly bright window. Yeah. Cooler temperatures are better for cyclamen. Oh, okay. They do not like the heat. They like the cool. That's for the Christmas cactus? Yep, same, yep, Christmas cactus, same location, nice and bright, cool okay. is fine. And don't water that cyclamen or that Christmas cactus until they're bone dry. Oh, okay. Okay, and the cyclamen water from below, like I say, Christmas cactus, either top or bottom, it doesn't matter, but yeah. allow those soil to dry right out. Oh, okay. Okay, and you may, you may see some shoots coming on that cyclamen. All right. It might not be. It might not be done yet. It might still have some good life in it. I don't think it's done yet because years ago I had grown them, mm-hmm. but I completely forget what I did. Okay. And I never had this problem with yeah, it. So, yeah. anyway, right, thank you yeah. very much, and I listened to your show from the beginning. Thanks Wonderful. so much. Thank, thank you very much. Okay, and bye. Bye. have a great day. There, there goes too. another first-time caller, Charlie. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a red-letter day for the show. Red because letter day. a red-letter day because. Caller number five, another first-time caller, Gladys from Shelburne. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to the show. I I have um, an orchid that shot a little plant out from the stem, and now I have roots hanging and leaves, and Aww. it's shooting out, it's going to flower, and Aww. now there's another shoot coming out of the main plant. Uh-huh. Now, what can I do to rescue that one that's on the um, <laughs> stalk? <clears throat> well, you, what you'll do is you'll use a very sharp knife, and you're going to sever it from its mother, and you are going to pot it up into some orchid bark, very similar kind of substrate that the orchid is growing in now, but you're going to need a much tinier pot. You need like a little one inch or one and a half mm-hmm. inch pot. Right. And you're going to get a hold of some orchid bark. I see you're in Shelburne. So do you get to go shopping in Collingwood? Where do you go shopping? Pardon? Where do you go shopping? Orangeville. Orangeville. So somewhere in Orangeville, there's going to be a garden center or maybe even a Home Depot or a, a Lowe's or uh, you know, home hardware that will have plant, like some garden supplies. And right. you, you need to buy some orchid bark. Right. And a little tiny pot. And then you're going to pot that little baby into that little pot with that bark. And the long roots that it shot out, they'll just sit on the top? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you're not going to – you're going to bury those roots a tiny bit just below the surface because otherwise the plant will just fall over. But, yes, orchid roots do uh, grow in the air for a reason. They they don't grow down into the soil or the bark like we are so used to most plants growing. Now, do I need to add a little bit of earth? I do have orchid bark. Oh, you do? I have a number of orchids. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So there you go. So it's just that very small pot. No, usually we don't do any soil. No, there's no soil at all. It's just bark. 
Okay. Okay. And Gladys, your timing is good because next week we are going to have Terry Kennedy on the show who is an orchid expert. Oh, good. And so she's going to be talking all, telling us all kinds of great tips about orchids. And I'm going to mention to her about your call and maybe she's listening right now anyway. And she'll again uh, follow up with any suggestions that perhaps I haven't made. She will make next week on how to go about repotting or transplanting or because that is a tricky one yeah. when it comes to orchids is right. you know when do you transplant and how do you do it and in now, your case I'm sorry now I should wait till this uh, the flowers come out because it's got the buds going from the small plant mm-hmm. okay so the small plant has flowers yeah it's, me? Got oh, that's a, neat. it's got a shoot and it's going to flower neat uh Good question. You know what? Maybe wait until next week and we'll let Terry answer that question. Okay. Okay? Because yeah. uh, for now, it's it's not a problem, right? It's, no, no. It's not going to fall or break. It's not it's no, so no, heavy. No, no, I'm just curious yeah. as to uh, what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of energy goes into forming the flower. So you're right. It might be better to wait. But like I say, let's let Terry answer that question next week. Right. Okay. Thanks very Thanks much. For your Thanks, call. Gladys. Okay, bye-bye. You're, you're welcome anytime here at the Garden Show. And, well, <laughs> don't the be string, a stranger. Yeah, don't be a stranger. <laughs> Door's always open. Well, now, Rick up in White River has broken the chain. He, he is <laughs> a regular caller, so my first time chain is now done. Well, your elbow gets a rest. Yeah, that's bell, right, you that's know, right. Sit for a minute. Hey, hi, Rick. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. How's White River these days? What's the temp there about now? Uh, it's pretty mild this morning, actually. It's, it's uh, mild here, too. Yeah, it's gray. And I'm trying to timeshare my house with somebody in Bermuda, but... <laughs> <laughs> so far, no takers, I guess, huh? Oh, really. <laughs> I received a, a, a plant for Christmas. It's called a Helleborus. Uh-huh. Jacob HG, uh, HGC. And uh, I stuck it under one of those grow lights. Mm-hmm. I think it was too close because a mm. uh, good part of the, the plant kind of yellowed and the flowers died back on it. Okay. But I'm just reading the card here, and it says it's a perennial. Mm-hmm. So I can plant this outside? Yes, once. The spring? Once. Probably we're f- goes going into a dormant stage or with with the help of my uh, killing it. Uh, well, okay, so um, what I would do, like a hellebore is a lovely perennial plant, very early spring blooming. Mm. What's, what's sort of most interesting about hellebore is that those green leaves – they're large, leathery, um, almost shaped like a hand. Yeah. They are evergreen leaves. So though the, that plant looks exactly the same year-round, mm. except for when it pops the flowers in the spring. And the flowers in a cool spring, in a cool, you know, long, prolonged spring, will last for weeks, if not months. Mm. So it's, it's really a very ornamental, lovely plant in the garden. So yes, once we're frost-free, I would get it outside, get it in the ground, Plant it in a spot where it's in the shade. It likes to grow in the shade. Right. And even the hellebores in my garden, you know, far south from where you are, I protect them um, after Christmas. I cut off the lower branches on my Christmas tree, and then I take those branches and I put them over top of the hellebores. 
and just lie them on top so that when the sun starts beating down in the late winter, early spring, and these hellebores are not in the shade because there's no leaves on the trees and there's a lot of sun, they will get really, really uh, fried and toasted like yours did under the grow lights. But I find if I use those the Christmas tree boughs, it, they stay nice and shaded and they're much happier and cooler. And, uh, and then once you know, the leaves start coming on the trees, I, I remove all those boughs. Okay. So uh, in, yeah, so just take them. Don't, don't have the plant under the grow light at all. I would just have it on a window ledge. Yeah. Cooler is better. Well, the big, the big, the big green uh, uh, branches are, are still alive. There's mm-hmm. a couple of flowers, but that, the thick, thinner green in, it, beneath it's all yellow. It's yeah, like, so those are the older ones. Should so, I transplant or take it out of that plastic it came in? Like, maybe that's not good for it either. Oh, uh, what, what kind of, is, is it in a pot? Yeah, well, it's in a pot, but you know how they wrap that tinfoil plastic. Oh, yeah, get that so off of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you want, this is a plant that likes to, likes a moist location, but it doesn't want to be wet. Okay. So, you, it does need that drainage. So, if it is all kind of wrapped in, in plastic, then just make sure it's it's got a saucer it can drain into. And, yeah, keep it, you know, feel the soil. It should be kept moist but not wet and and it can dry out a bit but again not like cactus kind of drying out super good stuff that'll be it's a really nice plant you'll be really happy for it oh i am so happy and you must be a fantastic teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get down to Humber to take her class. That's, that's, that's right. the only, only thing. Long. Hey, Frank. That, yeah. I got something for you to listen to. Just hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your own bell. I'm a first time caller. It sounds like to rain, Rick and White reindeer River. bells. In the north, we have to have it all. You got it, buddy. Hey, Thank, God bless. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Rick. Take care. <laughs> now, we are uh, approaching a time for a little bit of a break here, but before we do. Can I just sing the praises? Well, I won't sing again. And I'm not going to put on my, uh, uh, what is it, my spandex outfit Good yet. thing. If I yet. thought it might be interesting, though, for folks to know what exactly is in the Sierra Sill Topical Spray. And this might surprise you. The unique process combines seven of the world's finest pain-reducing ingredients, camphor oil, eucalyptus oil, aloe vera, uh, Peppermint oil, rosemary oil, lemon oil, orange oil, as well as the Sarasil minerals. It contains no preservatives, synthetics, additives, or fillers. You can pick it up at the same spot, any good health food store, where Sierra Sil in pill form, which Charlie will talk about right now. But try it. You'll really love it. Sierra Sil topical spray. <laughs> okay. Done? I'm done. Done. So Sierrasil started with a product that's a, a natural mineral supplement. Yeah. And it doesn't work for everybody. But if it's going to work for you, you'll know within 14 days. And it just means it, your joints will – any pain in the joints will be alleviated. Uh, it's like magical how that can make you feel better and, and move more easily. Sierrasil is available at any of the good health food stores. Or you can order it on the web, or you can give them a call. The number is one eight seven seven joint 14 or check the web, sierrasil.com. And that is S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. And before we go, let me just quickly remind you, we've got a couple of lines opens now. <laughs> opens now. <laughs> All righty. Uh, 416-360-0740 in Toronto, anywhere else in the province, Toll-free, 1-866-744-740 for The Garden Show here at AM740. Don't change the radio station. 
Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And I'm the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Nice to welcome here Marie from Port Hope. Hi, Marie. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I have a question about my boxwoods mm-hmm. that I that are potted, and I have them out on my front stoop. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I did wrap burlap around them to protect the uh, the roots. <clears throat> what I'm wondering is, should I be putting water on them? Hmm. Good question. How big are the pots? Are these like big ornamental? Yeah, they're plants? fairly big. Uh, well, you know, today, okay, today's a mild day. It is mm-hmm. uh, hovering around zero where we are, mm-hmm. and I imagine it's fairly similar where you are. Uh, if the ground is frozen solid, there's really no point in watering. But if the, there is any give to the soil, then yes, I would water them. Oh, okay, then I'll, I'll give it a try. Yes. But I did wrap them up really well to protect uh, that part of it, the roots and whatever. So I was just wondering, I got the water ready, and I thought maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Oh, yeah, no, it wouldn't hurt to water, but it, like I said, if the ground is frozen solid... No it, sense doing it. it. Yeah, it, it's just going to run right off the top. Of course, and, and, okay, I'll give that a try. And if I can very quickly ask you, I have two um, boulevard palm cypresses that were very badly hit last winter with the terrible ice and everything. We left them in because the whole back parts of them are completely green, but the front parts have got all the very uh, burnt areas. Mm -hmm. Is there any possibility they could come back? They're so big, we really hate to pull them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so, and you call this a, a, uh, what plant is it? Yeah, the the they think says Boulevard Palm Cypress, and they're all, of course, they're all uh, in different, they've been clipped and so forth. So how big are they when you say they're very big? Mm, they're, well, I've kept them pruned back, but they're a good, you know, uh, maybe five feet, but oh, well. they've they got big uh, balls on them. And uh, Okay, so... I'm going to just double check exactly what plant this is. Some some evergreens will reju- will send out new shoots from old wood, and right. some will not. Okay. So it kind of depends exactly what the plant is, and and that all that yellowing, like you say, from last year, is probably the south side of the plant or the west southwest side of the plant that turned all yellow. Right. And that was from desiccation or dehydration, which happened last year because the ground was frozen for so long. And the sun and the wind desiccated a lot of evergreens. It was a lot right. of damage. And they are facing west, too. Yeah, and it's that side that took the, took the brunt of all that sun and wind. It so, did, yeah. So it's one way or the other. The yellow isn't going to rejuvenate and turn green. The question is, can you cut out all the yellow and will green grow to fill in? Right. And that I will answer in a few minutes, but I can't answer it off the top of my head. I have to double oh, check that's fine. what it is. Okay. All right, so I keep listening. Listen to. Yep. <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you for that. Thank You're very you. Welcome. You Thank sneaky you. little devil, Marie, sneaking in that extra question before the patrolman Proctor pulled you over. No, <laughs> you know. weren't paying attention. Well, I was, Proctor. but she did it so quickly that I thought, well, I'm not going to be a nasty guy. Well, uh, let's see. Nine forty-seven, our time here, and time to uh, take a call from Dale in Toronto. Hey, good morning, Dale. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. Good morning. Um, I have a question. We are going to be away for five weeks. Mm -hmm. We want to turn the heat down in the house. We have a fair number of houseplants. Um, What temperature can I turn it down to that things are not going to suffer? 
Okay, so I'm not knowing exactly which houseplants you have. Generally speaking, you should be fine going down to 10 degrees or 50 Fahrenheit. I wouldn't go less than that. Okay. No, Uh, 50. 50 Okay, now can I presume that we're going to have someone come in and water them, but I'm thinking that they will not need the regular watering, like the watering schedule that's working for us now. That's right. And so if you're going to... If you're going to go as low as 10 degrees, you'll be watering half as much as what you're watering now. Okay, so like if someone came in, you know, once every 10 days or so, it would... Well, and again, it's we're talking in real generalities here. Like if, if for example, you have something like azalea uh, or gardenia, these are plants that want to be constantly moist. Right. But if you have a whole bunch of cacti, then, you know, you can go away and nobody has to come in and water for six weeks. So <laughs> it's, it's like it's hard to sort of say in general what would be appropriate. But you know what your schedule is now based on, on the varieties of plants that you have. So well, yeah, in, in 10 days might be kind of a, a good – what I do whenever I go away and I leave family members in charge of my plants, I put little stakes in each of the pots with numbers. So, you know, the, each plant is, gets a number. So there's one to whatever, 20. Then I make a big list. So number one, water the following amount of water on the following days. And then, you know, plant number two and the same thing because they don't know the names. I can't say, oh, what are the African yeah, violets right. on Mondays? Because they'll go, which one are Afri- African violets? But yeah, I try and, make, try and make it really simple for them. Okay. I mean, I may not know the names either. Yeah. The only thing that I have that might be fiddly is an orchid. I'm wondering if I should just give it to a neighbor and not leave it in the house. Uh, or it'll be okay. It'll probably be okay. I mean, it, it just, it, an orchid, generally speaking, is going to not like 50 degrees. So if you really want to go that low, if you're going to turn your temperature that low, then I probably would give the orchid to a neighbor while you're away. Because an orchid would rather be probably at least at about 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's another one. It's like a little, I don't know the name of it. It's a, like a purple, I don't know if it's a shamrock or something. It's mm-hmm. a leaf and it closes at night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a form of, of shamrock, yeah. It, it would tolerate? Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. It might go dormant even because it grows from little bulbs. But it'll – and remind your plant care person, it's always better to underwater rather than overwater. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thanks, Dale. Always You're a welcome. pleasure to have you on the show. And the show is The Garden Show from AM740, Zoomer Radio. Matter of fact, we have to take a little bit of a break right now. We're going to be come, coming back to have a chat with Bernie in Little Britain. So stay tuned for that, my friends. Charlie and I shall return momentarily. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And, of course, the uh, old sous chef of the garden. Uh, oh, you're not in. old. Well, no, I'm not. No. I'm not. No. I'm, I'm young at heart. Very. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like about five. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay, before we go Reporting back. Yes, reporting yes. back. Okay. Marie Port Hope asked, she got into that, that second uh, question. Know. That was cool. And she was asking about something called Boulevard Palm Cypress, which I was not, I mean, I know what Cypress is. Sure enough, it is a false Cypress that she's growing. Chemi Cyperus piscifera is the proper name. <laughs> Get that Uh-oh. look off your face. Yeah, okay. And, um, <laughs> According, Excuse me, I have to take a... No, never mind, yeah. Okay. Um, it is an evergreen. It's a lovely plant. She's got a number of them. They've got a bunch of yellow. 
cut out the yellow back to uh, fresh growth is what you really need to do. According to what I'm reading here, prune heavily to force new growth. So you're not only going to prune out all the yellow, you're also going to prune back on the green side to try and balance this plant a bit. It's going to be very one-sided since it was all yellow on one side and green on the other. You're going to have to take, you know, even half of the green away, Mm -hmm. all of the yellow away. Some green will start to sprout on the yellow side and slowly over a period of a number of years, hopefully you'll get it back to a balanced plant. Okay, there's the answer. Okay, very good. Now, Bernie, uh, waiting on the line there from Little Britain. First time caller. Hey, Bernie, hi. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Yeah, go ahead. I got uh, a bunch of birch trees, Mm -hmm. and two of them are totally dead, Mm -hmm. and two of them starts on top. The top branch dries out, and over a three-year period, Mm -hmm. goes down and they all dry out. Yes. So okay. A neighbor suggested it was fire disease and <clears throat> can I save the rest of them by the branch if I cut the branch out on top that's dying or is it a disease that kills them anyway? Okay, it's a great question actually. Um, likely, if the plants are dying from the top down, When birch die from the top down, we always suspect an insect, which is called a bronze birch borer. So it's an insect that flies through the air, lands on the top of the birch trees, lays some eggs on the tips. The eggs hatch and the little larvae bore inside the tips of the trees and start boring down through the trees, killing them on the way down. So that's why they always start, the the death always starts at the top. So what do you do? Well, the ones that are clearly dead should be cut down and removed off the property, burned or whatever, so that you want to annihilate the insects that could be in the the dead birches. The birches that have started to die, you can try taking the tops off. Look very closely at the bark. Birch has very, very thin bark. And when the borers are big and fat, you can actually see them under the bark. You can see their bulbous bodies through the thin bark. Mm-hmm. So you, many people will just take the entire birch tree out once it's been infested with the insect. Again, removing the plants from the property, whether it's by burning or whatever. And try and keep the other ones safe and healthy by fertilizing them in the spring and making sure that they don't, that they are nice and pruned properly and cared for properly and you're less likely to have the infestation of the insect happen again. Okay? Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right. Thank you for There's, joining the show, uh, Bernie. Story on Birch. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So now next time you'll be a second time caller. Right? <laughs> All righty. I think we maybe have time, yes we do, uh, to say hi to Mary, who I understand has a bit of a news update for us. Charlie, hi, Mary. Excellent. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Oh, good morning. Listen, I got some. I'm doing a happy dance. My Alstomera that I've been complaining just sits there. I've got the flowering. Excellent. No hey. Good for you. All right, yeah, Mary. Yeah. All right. I have one plant that flowered, and I looked this morning. There's three more shoots coming up. Nice. So never give up. Don't you love that? Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> You're just uh, turning into a real little horticulturalist. Yeah, that has me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to find the plants because it's not, not you know, not very common 
common. And no, it's so true. it's yeah, no, I had some blooms on there and my sister looked at the plant and said, What is that? I said, That's a flower. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. Hey Mary, way to go. And and you you are James Dooley's favorite caller. His well, he always dog. lights up with such a big <laughs> smile. He he points he's he it's her, it's Mary. <laughs> he's so easy, he's so pleasant to Oh, he's easy, all right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Happy New Year. Thank yeah, thank, you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your much. call. Okay, bye. Love those. Before we happy go any updates. further, did you? I just want to steal just a moment or so to give a big thank you to Dave Redinger. Okay. Uh, listen, you can have Dave listen up there. Uh, oh. Is he on? Yes. Hello, you, David. Can you, you can you hear talk me? Talk to him in real life. Why well, not yeah, there talk we go. To him on air? Well, I want to because I want folks to know what a good guy he is. They already know he's a good well, guy. Well, I know, but my transmission just. Basically, fell out of my 2008 Ford Escape, and who do I call for advice? And that's uh, Dave Redinger. Yeah, so he put me in touch with Mike Perkins over at Mister Transmission on the Queensway. The guy is a prince, and I want to thank you so much for that, Dave. I appreciate it. It's our pleasure. We're happy to be helpful. Oh well, boy, you sure are. And stay tuned for their show, which always well. And Alan Gelman is doing a something uh, in Richmond Hill tonight. Yes. Oh, he's a rock star. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You got the band coming up. It's the London Pub, right? (laughs) That you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. tonight at the London Pub, Alan Gelman and his buddies are rocking on. So <laughs> Beat the drums. There you go. All righty. They sound fun. so much better after they drink a little bit. <laughs> We're looking for some groupies, though. <laughs> Charlie? Yeah. If you're buying the drinks, I'll consider it. Yeah. All righty. Thanks, guys. And uh, thank you so much. Well, Alan, Ashley, too, because he put me on. He said, well, you better call Dave about this. So. Yeah. Good. Bingo. I know. There you go. My mom listens to the car show. She thinks these guys are amazing. Well, they are, you I know. know. I know. Most she fun you can have, have without, without your clothes on, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, uh, if I have one minute. Do I have one minute? Okay, in my one minute, Edna called last week. She wanted to know about portulaca flowers that were growing from seed in her patio, and mm. she loves them coming up, but little weeds were coming up, causing problems, and she didn't know what to do, and did I have a suggestion, and I wish I did, uh-huh. but I don't. So all I can suggest you do is in this, uh, get yourself some portulaca okay. seeds so that, you know, you've got to remove those weeds, mm-hmm. and you're going to remove them by hand, and you'll lose your naturally occurring portulaca. Just sprinkle some fresh seeds in, into those same areas, after the weeds have been removed, whether by hand or with, you know, some of those uh, weed-be-gone type of products. All right? Okay. There you go. And Thanks. that's – well, uh, there you go. That is it. We're We've done. got about uh, 15 you, seconds left and – It's been fun. Thank, thank you, James Patrick Dooley. It's been it's been a wonderful. A slice. A slice, exactly. <laughs> and uh, thank I'm you I'm looking our... forward to dinner tonight. Now, who's cooking? You or no, Elliot? Elliot. Elliot is cooking. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, it's one of yeah. those rare nights. Look at look – So, uh, yeah. Thank you to our great callers, lots of first-timers. That was a wonderful <laughs> – wonderful day. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.